I think Asar Bateves, from a certain perspective, can just be looked at as what? As uh, forgetting your coffee one morning? That's really the, the, the has a, that's, that's well, the... You're going to have a coffee at 5 o'clock? I was saying that, that by the time you blink, it's over, Asar Bateves, right? <laughs> Since 5 o'clock. Actually, I don't know if I'm That's why Asar Bateves and Lambdas is, okay, you forgot your coffee that morning, and then, you know, it's over a few hours later. Uh, but nevertheless, kind of almost paradoxically, the shortest fast of the year, the one that's the easiest to uh, deal with, but it's one of the most, in, in Hashkafa, is one of the most severe tainasim of the year. Um, there's a Chassam Soifer, famous Chassam Soifer, talks about how Asar Bateves really should be treated the same degree as Tishabav. Um, we're not holding by that, we're not capable of doing that. Asar Bateves will look at as, as the beginning of the end, and Asar Bateves is when um, the Korban of Tishbab really begins on Asar Bateves, but we see halachically also there's aspects of Asar Bateves that make it more severe than all the other Tainasim. Asar Bateves is the only Tainas that we have, rabbinic Tainas, that we're the only Tainas, the fast day that we fast out of out of mourning, uh, tragic Tainas that that if it would fall out on Shabbos, we'd actually fast on Shabbos. That's the halacha. Today? That's, the fast is happening today. If it would fall out on Shabbos, we would, we would fast on Shabbos. Now, our calendar now, doesn't let it okay, fall out on Shabbos. Yeah. That's why you never had this yet. That's true. So the way our, our calendar is set up in such a way that certain holidays can't fall out ever on certain days. Uh, Rosh Hashanah has days it can't fall out on. And, and uh, I just saw a very interesting, uh, you know, Kanievsky, um, talks about the minig of, of uh, there's nothing to do with that, sorry, but it's just an interesting idea. He talks about giving presents to your kids on Hanukkah. He says, you know, his father, the disciple, used to give them gelt. You know, that's, that's the traditional Hanukkah. thing. Hanukkah gelt, you give your kids Hanukkah gelt. It comes from the minig of giving tzedakah sa'anim on Hanukkah. So, the Chaim said that his father told him that the, the, the night, there's a specific night that's reserved for giving Hanukkah gelt. What's the night of Hanukkah that you give gifts? It's the one night you're supposed to give the Hanukkah gelt to your kids. Gifts and presents. Which night? No one's going to guess it. What? Friday night. Friday night of Hanukkah, okay. No, it's uh, one night of Hanukkah. The fifth night of Hanukkah. Fifth night. Pasap is the fifth night. So Chaim said the stipler told him that the minig, the minig, the minig is to give gifts to your kids on the fifth night because the fifth night of Hanukkah can never be a Friday night. There's one night of Hanukkah can never fall out on a Shabbos, and that's Friday night. Interesting idea. So that's the night that you give gifts and gelt to your kids because it's never going to be on a Shabbos. Okay. So, but anyway, our calendar is structured in a way that certain events can never fall out on certain days. And Asar Bateves can't fall out on a Shabbos just because our calendar doesn't allow it. But if we went back to the original system of witnesses sanctifying the new month, then, then um, it could theoretically fall on a Shabbos. If it would fall on a Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. Tisha B'Av falls out on Shabbos all the time. Asur B'Tavis falls out on Shabbos routinely. We push it off always to Sunday. Um, Tainus Esther can fall out on Shabbos. You Gimel Adar, we push it back to Thursday. We don't fast on Shabbos. If Asur B'Tavis would fall out on Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. The Gemara learns this out, or then the Gemara, the, the Mepharshim say, it says, Be'etzam Hayoyim Hazeh, Be'etzam Hayoyim Hazeh. So we, 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 we take reference from that, 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 um, it's in the yom itself. It can't be a nidche. It can't be a muktam. You have to fast on the boy b'yom of service whenever it falls out, even if it's Shabbos. So that's halachically, hashkafically, certainly this is 
indicative of something very severe of Asar Batavis. So something something much more severe, something much more tragic, and something that, that we have to ponder on much more today over uh, all other days. And um, what is it? What, what's maybe one lesson, one idea of Asar Batavis to pack it? take it to the rest of the fast day today, to take into Mincha. So, um, Shulchan Aruch has brought down that the, the Asar Bateh is really commemorating three things. And we're reliving and remembering three things that happened. Eighth, ninth, and tenth. Tragedies happened on the eighth of Tevis, the ninth of Tevis, and the tenth of Tevis. And when, by the time we put the Noisei Kalim together with the Shulchan Aruch, basically what emerges like this. There are three tragedies that happened in a row. So, Asar Bateh is like a triple tragedy, threefold tragedy. And one of the reasons that makes it so awful and terrible. On the 8th of Teves is when the Talmai HaMelech, the king of Greece, the Greek king, king of Yavan, commissioned and commanded and compelled the Jews to translate the Torah into Greek. The Mormon Megillah talks about this. Dafyami is starting today and the new Chaburah is starting tomorrow. 740, brand new Dafyami Chaburah starting in Somerton. But anyway, the famous Gemara Megillah, the Talmai HaMelech got 70 Zakanim and he isolated them from one another and he compelled them to write the Torah into Greek, translate into Greek. That's what happens on the eighth day of Teves. And Chazal say that on that day, darkness descends into the world. The whole world is shrouded in darkness for three days straight. Okay. The ninth of Teves, Ezra HaSoifer was Nifter. We lost Ezra. Ezra HaSoifer, Ezra the one who led the Jews in the, in the, the era of uh, Bavel and, and um, was, their, was their leader. It's brought in, in Nehemiah also. Ezra and Nehemiah worked together during the time of Bavel, for the Jews in the diaspora, during those 70 years, they were both Nifter on Asar Bateves, and on and the ninth day of Teves. And Asar Bateves, we know, was the beginning of the end. Asar Bateves is when Yushalayim was sieged by Nebuchadnezzar, whom we learned about on Asar Bateves last night in Chagigo. We got to the Gemara, the one Gemara in Chagigo that talks about Nebuchadnezzar and his affront, his challenge to God. We had that last night, that's right, on Asar Bateves. Yeah. was there. Um, so uh looks like our battery is low. We might want to plug it in. Thank you. So um, these are the three tragedies. So we have the Torah being translated into Greek. We have Ezra HaSoifer and Nehemiah being Nifter. And we have Yerushalayim being surrounded. The siege of Jerusalem, which is the beginning of the downfall of the Beis HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, and Gaulus. What's the, what's the common thread between these three things? It's interesting. We make one fast to fast for all three, all three of these things. So there's got to be a Tzad There's got to be a common denominator. There's got to be some kind of linking thread, connective tissue over here that puts them all together. What, what is that theme, that thread that puts them all together? So the idea is, like this rabbi said, the thread, the theme that connects all of these together is as follows. should be Thank you. All three of these tragedies are different ways of what's supposed to be the nature of Klai Yisrael and the the um, makeup appearance of Klai Yisrael. The Sgula Mikol HaAmin. Klai Yisrael is supposed to be that nation that is treasured, held high, and 
unique, has a special bond with Rebbein Shalolim, and it's clear and apparent. V'rochol ame ha'aretz kishem Hashem nikra alecha. It's supposed to be apparent to the entire world that we're unique. We're on a pedestal. We're the am segulu. We're segulu mikol ha'amim. We're special and dear and close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That is the definition of Klai Yisrael. That's how Klai Yisrael is supposed to look. Three days in a row, the 8th, the ninth, and the 10th, we tampered with that. We, 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 we sullied that and we eroded away at that. We undermined it. And we, we, we not just diminished, we detracted and removed in different degrees and in different places this idea, this element of, of Klaistral being special, unique, set apart from all the other nations. That's what's going on over here. The Torah is translated into Greek. You know, what makes us Yidden if not the Torah? What makes us special and different if not the, the bond that we have with the eternal Torah Hashem Tamimo? The two ideas go hand in hand always. Hashem chose us from all the nations and gave us the Torah. When you're the chosen nation, you have the Torah. When you have the Torah, that means you're the, that's the sign and the mark of being the chosen nation. That sets us apart from everybody else. When I can take that Torah, that's the Bachar, the Torah that we say, we had that Gemara last night as well, right, Ramesha? You're not allowed to teach Gaim Torah. Right? Mishpatim Bal the Gemara says, And now it's it's mass marketed, accessible to all the Goyim, and not just to all the Goyim, to the Greeks. The Greeks were the Hellenistic culture, the Greeks with, with their movements of taking all things holy and making them as unholy as possible, taking Torah and making it into wisdom, into philosophy, into, into intriguing intellectual uh, in, interests, the Sekulah Mikol Hamem has been eroded. That sets us apart and makes us different, makes us special, makes us unique, puts us on a pedestal that has been, that has been cast down. Kleisros lost this uniqueness, but sets us apart from all the other guys. Ezra. Ezra HaSoifer was our leader, the one that we needed to survive in Gullus. Kleisros transitioning from Ezrael, where we're automatically, naturally, have a protection, have a buffer, we're set apart. We're, we're, we're Alad Masenu, Kayhanam, Aduchanam, Levim, Bashiram. We're in a natural environment that sets us apart, and then we're sent into bubble. We're swallowed up in, in, in a foreign land. But Ezra and Nehemiah are there to make sure that Klaiso remains separate. We remain set apart. We, we remain that Segulami called Hamid. We remain Klaiso, we remain special and unique. That's their job. We lose Ezra and Nehemiah, we're one step closer to being absorbed by the guy. Gaulus becomes real. Gaulus becomes palpable. Gaulus becomes an entity that now is able to absorb us. We've lost those leaders that transport us into Gaulus in a way where we're protected, in a way where the Segulah Mikol Ha'amim. That's what the loss of Ezra and Nehemiah represents. Ezra and Nehemiah take Klaiso into their first journey into Gaulus, really. First journey into leaving Eretz Yisrael. Since we were established under Yeshua as a nation in Eretz Kedan, this is the first time we're actually, as a nation, going into Gaulus. They give us the ability to weather Gaulus, to survive Gaulus, to be in Gaulus as an Amah Nivchar. And they Nenu, they're lost, they're gone. We don't have them anymore. Klai Yisrael is yet again now 
hurled and thrown into this, this, this uh, existence where our uniqueness, what makes us different, sets us apart, makes us special, is now compromised. And finally, the beginning of the end itself, the siege of Yushalayim, which Nebuchadnezzar does, an Aser Beteves, <coughs> the beginning of the end, that's the greatest act of making a declaration to the whole world, making it clear that we're not the Am Segula, we're not different, we're not special, we're not, we're not unique. You think these guys are untouchable? Says Nebuchadnezzar, you think that there's something special about them? <coughs> you think there's something different about them? Come, let's go. Let's, let's go to the Holy Temple. Let's go to Yushalayim itself. Let's bring it down. We'll lay siege to it. Something that nobody tried till now. Something that, that, that nobody rather was successful until now. People did try. They were sent back. People did try to take us down. They failed. Nebuchadnezzar comes and lays siege from Aserbeteves till Tishabav. Tishabav, the, the, the show comes down. You see, yet again, Klai Israel now on our home turf, not just in Gauls with losing Ezra Nechavio, on our home turf, in, U- in Erzstrol, in Yushlaim, with the base Hamikdash, the Vuchanesh is able to show everybody that these Jews are not as special as you think, these Jews are not as unique as you think, these Jews are not as set, set apart as you think, they're not this Segula, that special treasure of HaKash Baruch Hu, like everybody else thinks they are. And this is the, the, the threefold, triple tragedy of Aser Batebes, which is compounded to one day of fasting, this is something which is clearly so severe that we would even fast on Shabbos if this calls out on a Shabbos. Now the point of all this is not just to be sad and to remember all those tragedies. The point of every Titus, like the Ram says, is to take the Musa away from the Titus and to figure out what went wrong and what we can set right, what the Tikkun is. So always with every Titus, when we figure out what went wrong at that Titus, that tells us automatically what the Tikkun has to be. The Aserbatev is a very severe Titus. It's something that we would push Shabbos out of the way as opposed to Shabbos pushing the Tainus out of the way. What's so severe about this Tainus? is a Tainus that shakes up our identity, that, that challenges our existence as the Bokhar Bonu Mikola Amim and the Sukula Mikola Amim and threatens to, from this angle, from that angle, from all these other angles, Mitzad Torah, Mitzad living amongst the Gaim, Mitzad the Beis HaMikdash, even living in Eretz Yisrael, it takes away our uniqueness, takes away our, 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 our um, ability to be naturally a school we call Ha'amim. That's our basic identity. That's our basic, you know, uh, definition as a nation. We are defined as a nation, which is school we call Amim. This shakes us to the core. No, look, Torah can be, you can find Torah now by Goyim. The Goyim can, can breach the base Hamikdash, Yerushalayim. The Goyim can absorb you in Gullus. It's, it's challenging our identity as people that are separate, unique, and, and, and a, a, a notch above the Goyim. It threatens our identity so that we would even fast on the Shabbos. It's challenging who we are as Yidin. Okay, we're here not just to skip our coffee today. We're here not just to be hungry until uh, 521 today. And according to Ramesha Feinstein... If you're not feeling well, maybe even earlier than 521. No, it's not what it's all about. We're not just here to not eat, not drink till a certain time of the afternoon. We're here to make a tikkun. The tikkun then is obvious. If we set up what the tainus is all about, the tikkun is obvious. The tikkun is we have the ability, even in Gauls, and even without a base HaMikdash, and even with Torah being mass-marketed, and any guy can walk into an Eichler's and buy an art school Gemara. It's out there. That's true. But even with all that damage, and even with all that churban, we have the ability to make ourselves... The segula mikola amim, 
We have the ability to make ourselves unique, special, and different, and a notch above, and on a pedestal. How do we do that? And what are we supposed to do today? We start by thinking about the fact I'm different, I'm special, I'm set apart, I'm unique. I have to act that way, I have to feel that way, I have to think that way. I have to think that way. Everything that we do, you know, is, 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 is becoming of us. Everything that we are busy with, all of our, you know, we're allowed to have pastimes, of course, we're allowed to have activities, we're allowed to have downtime, we're allowed to have hobbies. But it's a time for some, some, some introspection. <clears throat> Am I going a little bit too far? Am I forgetting that I'm, I'm a yid and not a guy? Am I getting too caught up? And Narish Kaiten, am I getting a little bit too involved in things that really aren't Jewish? And I'm in danger of going, you know, past that line of balance, that delicate balance of attending to my downtime, attending to my needs, and maybe doing the same thing that Nebuchadnezzar did, doing the same thing that Tamay Amelech did, and doing the same thing that, that happened in Bubbles, just like making myself a little bit less Jewish. Have I crossed that line? Asar Batavis affords us this opportunity. Have I crossed that line a little bit? Have I made myself a little bit less Jewish than I should be? And do I need to refocus on what it means to be to be a Jew and to be proud and to say it out loud and to understand what it means that, you know, we're the school we call Amim. And we are different. It has to show up somewhere. And maybe that's even a better way of putting it. You know, we don't want to make ourselves feel guilty because we're not, we're not holding by that. Chas no one's strong enough to feel guilty, right? But we are strong enough to... to, to uh, to um, ask ourselves, where, where do I shine as a Jew? Where is it that I, you know, am, 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 am Jewish and that I'm a notch and a cut above and on a pedestal and that I'm schooled and I have the ability to do it even though I don't have the base of English and the Torah is in Greek, but where in my Torah and my Tefillah and my Davening, my Avodah Hashem, where, where can I shine as a Jew? And how can I shine as a Jew? How can I be a little bit more Jewish? That's really what Asar Batavis is about. The Sur Meiran, the Asay Toiv, where am I going maybe a little bit too overboard in things that, you know, don't let me shine as a Jew? How do I find that balance more correctly, more properly of um, pastimes and hobbies? And, 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 and let me just make a Cheshman Nefesh and make sure that I'm making that, that balance delicately. And that's the Sur Meira, that Cheshman Nefesh. And the Asay Toiv, you know, where am I currently... Jewish, where can I be more Jewish? Where can I crown myself as a Jew? Where can I make myself that I'm Segula? And from within the Churban, that's where the Binyan happens. On the day of the Churban itself, on the day of Aser is where we have the Mosiyat Tashmaya to really make that resolve, to make that commitment, to make that Kabbalah, you know, I, I want to restore the, the crown to its former brilliance. I can do that. I can make myself someone who can undo the damage of Tamah HaMelech, of the Petir of Ezra, of the, the siege of, of Nebuchadnezzar, make myself more Jewish and more proud of, of that and more resistant, resilient, but more resplendent, something like that. That's not how you pronounce the word, but more beautiful and more Jewish. Um, okay, that's that's what it's all about, Rabbi. Says we should have a life and tightness, we, have, we should have an easy fast and um, not have to fast ever again for tragedies. Thank you for joining.